And so we're looking at this month of miracles, and I'm talking uh, to, today about the power of fasting, and I'm going to keep the, you guys up here because you're sounding so awesome. called danger music it just could get dangerous you just never know and we're about to start tomorrow as a church what we call a corporate 10-day fast and when we call something a corporate worship or corporate it doesn't mean the company's going to do it it means the company of believers it's like a t- it's like a term of of the community where as a church we're asking the community of our church family to fast in some way over the next 10 days uh, we're, we're doing that for this reason. Um, this year, we've d- determined to spend 40 days throughout the year, four lots of 10 days, in seeking God specifically and praying uh, that, that what His will is for our church and our, and our lives will be released. And two of those 10 days are with fasting. So we're doing two without fasting and two with fasting. And the two with fasting start tomorrow. And yes, that's the level of enthusiasm I often have when we're talking about fasting. Uh, because I have a love-hate relationship with fasting. I hate the feeling of being hungry and the whole detoxing process. Because when you start a fast over the first few days, if you determine to fast, if you, if you, you know, knock out caffeine or you knock out sugar or sweets and different things, your body actually has got all these toxins in it that start to leave. And as they're leaving, they cause pain. They're like, what are you doing to me? I've got a, you had a headache. Uh, you know, you can, your body can ache. You, you get tighter for the first few days. Uh, your tongue gets white. All these toxins are leaving your body. Be kind to your friends because often you get bad breath for the first couple of days. So th- th- and it's, this is just, this is not a sign that you're dying. It might feel like it at moments, but that's not. It's actually a sign that, that just lots of people fast for health reasons. That's not why we're doing this spiritual fast, but just your body gets a break from all the, the rubbish that we put in it, okay? Um, and so there's all sorts of different ways to fast. You can fast what I call hardcore, which is water only for 10 days. Uh, that would, you'd want to make sure that you can sleep a bit more and you don't have a physically demanding job if you're going to do that so that you've got a little bit of space. You can fast uh, juice, uh, like you, not fast juice, but you can have only water and juice and liquids and you can blend things up. Uh, blending meat up is not technically a, a liquids only fast, even though it's some sort of liquid. Don't encourage that. I once had a, a, a Happy Meal blended, like McDonald's, they, it was like a youth game and it just tasted, tasted disgusting. So don't do that because you won't end up happy, okay? It's a misnamed meal. So it's a lie. Uh, you can do um, fruit and veggies only. Lots of people go, yep, I'm going to have fruits, fruit and veggies only. That's a choice that I make over, over that 10 days. Uh, some people do what's called a Daniel fast. Uh, in the book of Daniel, we're going to look at it today. Daniel decided to go without things that were sweet, no bread, wine, uh, or meat. And so that, that's a Daniel fast. And that's um, particularly if you've got demanding work, it's actually quite, it's quite doable to go without all of those things uh, because you can have some things like rice or eggs and they give you a bit of strength. So that's, that, that's a Daniel fast. Pretty sure when we get to heaven, I'm going to meet Daniel and go, mate, I don't know what you were thinking, but if you could have just had a steak every third day, that would have just been awesome. That just would, and then the Daniel fast would be a whole lot more popular. But anyway, apparently not. Um, 
Or you can, you know, I feel like any any age actually could do a Daniel fast. I think it's actually something that any age, your teenagers could do it. Um, just talk about it, supervise it. Um, obviously, if you've got medical conditions, you need to check with your doctor um, what, what you're going to do. Some people will actually fast a couple of meals a day and just have one meal a day, which is, for me, that's torture fasting because your stomach still thinks it's eating. So it's kind of get hungry at 10 days of hungry not. What will happen if you do a 10-day fast? After three days, your body will adjust. The headaches will go, the, the, uh, you know, the pain will mostly, it'll go and you'll get into this nice rhythm and then you'll experience... Um, the, the, a good fasting rhythm as a general rule as a general rule don't, don't ring me on day four and say what were you thinking I've got a headache um, with the, what we're doing it's a really good idea we've get, given out these cards here on the seats 10 day prayer and fast there's things that we're believing together as a church for that we can pray into because, because this is a corporate fast we're believing for God to do things for us I'd ask you to focus in on three people, three friends or family member you want to come to Christ. Write those names down and just focus on those three people for 10 days. And then the personal breakthroughs I'm believing for. So that might be a specific uh, financial thing, a relational thing, a work thing, a ministry thing. There are all sorts of things that you could be believing God for. Write it down. But also somewhere on this card, write down what you're fasting before you start. Don't sort of go, oh, I'll wake up tomorrow or make up my mind. That doesn't work. So write it out. I'm, I'm fasting these things. Set and, and stick to it. And don't. it's not a competition. You're not comparing to anyone else. Just whatever God does. You can fast anytime. The Holy Spirit can lead you into fast at different times or because of the breakthroughs you need, you can fast. But this is us as a corporate fast. I've written a few things down here that might help you go, do I need to fast? Well, here's some. If you want to get closer to God, it's time to fast. If you want to hear God's voice more clearly, it's time to fast. If you want more spiritual power in your life, it's time to fast. If you want to get on fire for God or stay on fire for God, time to fast. If you want to break some addictions or some hard to kick habits, it's time to fast. If you want clarity in making some key decisions, then it's time to fast. If you want to see things that haven't yet shifted with persistent prayer, then it's time to fast. If you have got a promise that God's made you and you've been praying but it hasn't been fulfilled yet, it's time to fast. If you've got a friend or a loved one who you want to see saved, it's time to fast. If you need a healing, a financial breakthrough, a relationship restoration, new doors to open, then it's... Come on, all together now. It's, it's time to fast. It's time to fast. It's interesting to me that God has set it up for us that no matter what you do, good or bad, he won't love you any more and He won't love you any less. No matter what. He, his love for you is unchanging, unconditional and relentless. That's His love for you. That's why He wants us to be in a relationship with us because He loves us. But there's something different from the love of God to the favor of God. And God, if you want His favor on your life, if you want His blessing on your life, then there are principles that He outlines in the Bible how we access that favor, how we access that blessing. He gives a whole lot of principles about the way we live our life. If we live our life a certain way, He'll add blessing to our life. 
But he also gives us a way that we can, act, that we can access the supernatural favor of God in our life. That, that there are principles about the way that we live that are universal principles. Christian or not, you implement these principles and God set them up for you to, to flourish with those principles. But there's also principles of spiritual um, release that God set up, principles of, of warfare and breaking through that He's put up that, that you, can, you can actually have a relationship with a God who loves you and you can love Him, but your life can be a mess. And so this morning, I want to help us get out of the mess. I want to I put a little bit of time or a little bit of age on your mess with God and it will become a message. Mess and age. Come on, hello. Come on, I'm on fire here. Mess, age, message. Maybe you're in the middle of a test and you need a financial breakthrough, so God's going to bring some money and you'll have a tester money. See what I'm doing? It's just, thanks, Jacob. I knew you'd like that. Thank you. So I want us to understand how, how God works. I'm going to get someone to grab a chair and put it up here. If you were here last Sunday night, I, did, I just want to illustrate something to help us understand how God works. If we just put it up there. Thanks, man. And it's out of the book of Daniel. Daniel in Daniel chapter 10 begins a fast. The, the children of Israel are in captivity. They were, they were 10 years, oh, sorry, they'd been uh, in Jerusalem. They disobeyed God. They rebelled against God. He still loved them. But their life became a mess because God released them and they became captives in Babylon of another nation. And Daniel was one of a Jewish boy out of his hometown in another nation. And he remembered a prophecy that Jeremiah had made about the restoration of after 70 years that they would go back to Jerusalem and rebuild Jerusalem. So you remember this promise that had an appointed time. Lots of God's promises, not all of them, but some specific ones of God's promises have an appointed time in history. And so when that time comes, God doesn't just do it. He needs someone to partner with Him to release the promise from the potential realm into the supernatural realm, into the natural realm. And so Daniel realizes there's his promise. We're still captives. I better start to seek God. So he does a 21-day fast. He didn't call it a Daniel fast because he was Daniel. But he did a 21-day fast. And in verse 12, an angel visits him and comes, and comes down and visits him and everybody freaks out and, they, and they're terrified. And then it says, then he said, don't be afraid, Daniel, since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Can I just tell you today, God's not deaf. The moment you, get, you come into His throne room in, in, with prayer, thanksgiving, and you come in and you bring your request to God, you're righteous in Christ, you bring your request to God, He hears them when you pray them. I want you to understand that. But for 21 days... The spirit prince, the chief demon, the strong man of the kingdom of Persia, the, the demonic realm has, has levels of authority and structure. There's a, over the, 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 the uh, nation of Persia, which was the ruling nation of the world, was a strong demon over that called a prince. The Bible tells us that we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with every principality and power. 
This is a demonic prince that rules over the, 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 the whole earth through affecting this, this particular realm of Persia. And then there are all sorts of layers of demons and authority structures down to the ones that are hassling individuals, but also ruling principalities and powers over a nation. So he says, the answer got sent, but for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. He stopped me bringing the answer. Then Michael, one of the archangels, came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia and then the angel was able to come through with the answer and wisdom for Daniel of what to do next. So what I want us to understand, if let's just imagine this level on the floor here is the, is the realm that we live in. It's the natural realm. It's where you and I do our daily lives. It's where we, we, we do business, have family, we, we have leisure, we have church. It's, it's the natural seen realm, okay? If that's, that's this realm. The miracles that we want are miracles that affect the seen realm, the natural realm. We want healing in bodies. We want God to, to break through in family relationships. We, we want God to, to bring people out of that, to get saved and become Christians and come into that relationship with God. We want, we want businesses to turn around. We want financial breakthroughs. We want to own houses. We, we want to have babies, all sorts of things that God, that we want in this realm because it just doesn't seem to be happening. Happening. I want you to understand that there are two realms of the spirit realm. Well, actually, there's three levels. The Bible talks about the third heaven, second heaven, and, and the heavens over the earth. And, and so you and I can be, be harassed by demonic spirits here in this level, attacking our thinking, uh, latched onto us so that we're trying to go this way, but we don't seem to be able to go that way. We tend to go this way. We don't know why there's this influence influencing our emotions, our mind, our will, and oppressing us, depressing us, whatever it is. So that's, that's in this, it's in the unseen realm, but it's up close. However, when we go to pray, because of Jesus Christ, because of His blood, because He's made us holy, instead of having to go through a temple, through a, whole, a high priest, the way that Israel used to have to do it, Jesus has now become our high priest. He's made us perfectly holy. We have direct access into the throne room of heaven where, where the Father sits, where the Son sits at His right hand, where angels are all worshiping, holy, worthy, worthy is the Lamb. They're all there. So we have direct access into that place. So we, you, you and I, at any moment, we can go, Jesus, thank you. I'm righteous. Thank you. I'm, I, I, you live in me. And we can make access and go straight into the throne room of heaven. Now, I'm going to hop on this chair as a demonstration of the throne room of heaven. The Bible tells us that we're spiritually, we're seated with Him in heavenly places. So in the throne room of heaven, in a moment, every morning, my priority when I get up is to start to pray, to put some worship music on, to pray in tongues, to build my spirit, and then with the Holy Spirit, to come into God's throne room, to worship Him, to acknowledge Him, to let His love wash over me, to honor Jesus, to dedicate my life to Him. And then out of that relationship, which happens in the, the spirit realm, Bible says John was in the spirit on the Lord's day. That's here. I haven't moved physically out of that realm, but just quickly, you can be in the Spirit or not in the Spirit. And so to get in the Spirit is easy when you learn how to pray. That's why we're gathering at 6.15 every morning for prayer. I'm going to be teaching people and our pastors are teaching people, how do I get into that Spirit realm? So it's not just dry prayer. 
where I'm bored after five minutes. Is that how long it's going? No, we're going to learn how together to come in to the presence of God. Tomorrow morning, 6.15, I think I'm on tomorrow morning uh, doing that. So I'll teach us how to go into that place and get into the throne room. The very first day, Daniel, that you got into the throne room and made your request, there was a yes. So often when we see God, there's a yes. And the yes can come in the form of a scripture, a promise, a prophecy, a vision, a picture, a dream. God says yes. And we're like, awesome, I've got my yes. And then what happens? Watch this. Because the way that prayers are answered are through angelic beings. That's the way God set it up. So he goes, awesome. Oh, Teresa, just, she needs a breakthrough on a financial investment thing she's been working on. And she's been praying for strategy and she's been fasting. Literally, Teresa's going on holidays tomorrow. She's already, this is your last day of your 10-day fast. This is her last day. And so she's like, oh, I need answers. Uh, and so God says, here's an answer. The Holy Spirit will whisper it to her or an angel will move on her behalf to change circumstances around her to make that happen. So God says, yes. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes you're just sitting here and you get the Holy Spirit and He gives you a strategy and away you go. Awesome. But often we get a promise from God and what happens is between there and here, there's what we call warfare. And so there are, there's like in this situation, you have to work for this today. In this situation, the answers come the angels got the answer he's charging through and angels are warring angels some angels are messenger angels that's Gabriel <laughs> got a message for you Mary did his job goes back okay but Michael's a warring angel he's like alright I've got an answer from God here and this particular angel who's coming who's Israel's angel or Michael's Israel's he's coming with an answer but on the way bam between heaven and earth, the second realm, there's a spiritual battle going on. And there are angels. There's fighting. There's, there's, there's uh, wrestling. There's things that are happening in that spirit realm at that particular moment. Now, here's what you've got to understand. What's happening here affects here. Even though nothing here down there is changing, everything's happening up here. In fact, things get worse down there because of what's going on in the spirit realm. But we've got to understand, it's like angels are being powered by the, what we're doing down here. And so Jesus talks about it. He, he gives the big three. He says, when you fast, when you pray, and when you give, my Father in heaven sees it and he will reward you. That's the big three. Uh, Corinthians talks about the weapons of our warfare aren't natural weapons. It's not like we get the sword out and say, oh, I want Josh to get saved. I'm going to get him saved. They're not natural weapons. Not, not my Bible. Not, I, I, I'm actually nice to him if I want him to get him saved. He is saved, but just for illustration purposes. It'd be a bad day to be campus pastor if he wasn't saved. But so, so there's this, this sense, I'm operating naturally, I'm not, I'm not, you know, if he's my unsaved friend, I'm not like, oh, Josh, you're blinded by demons. And I'm not like, I'm not going psycho. I'm being nice. I'm doing acts of kindness. I'm, I'm, just, I'm being as normal as it's possible for me to be. Yeah. 
But then I get into my prayer closet because I realize what's going on, both in terms of answers from God, but the spirit realm around his life. I realize what's going on is I need to actually uh, fight in the spirit realm and I need to empower angelic beings to release these answers. Giving, fasting, prayer, praise, speaking the word of God. These are the weapons of our warfare. They're not carnal but they are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are those strong men, those demonic forces. And so what's going on? I'm here and I'm praying, Father, we're asking you, Rainforest Drive, give it to us for $5 million. God, give it to us for $5 million. And something's going on up here. In the natural, it gets worse. But I'm still going, God, I know, I'm praying, I'm praying. Father, while I'm praying, you've got to do something. I give you glory. I remind you of your promises. I'm reminding you of what you said. I'm speaking the Word of God. I'm giving you praise as if you've already done it. It's like there's this thing that's happening in the, in the unseen realm. And here's the thing, fasting, when added to prayer, supercharges your request. It's like, it's like uh, puts it on steroids. So Jesus goes to pray, no, the disciples go to pray for this young boy who's throwing himself into a fire. He's he's got a spirit of death on him. Father can't get rid of him. The disciples, they pray for him. They've got authority. They've got power. They've seen miracles happening, but nothing happens. And they come and say to Jesus, why is nothing happening? And he says, it's because of your unbelief. And then he goes and he makes this interesting statement. He said, this type... This type of demon that's around that young man doesn't go out except through prayer and fasting. There are certain obstacles in your life and in my life that will remain on the throne over that area unless we shift them with prayer and fasting. It's just, it's just the way it works. It will, we won't shift them. So if we look here at 2 Corinthians 10 verse 3 and 4, it says we're human, but we don't wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning, destroy false arguments. In Ephesians chapter 6, it says we're fighting, we're not fighting flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers, authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. I want you to know, although it might feel like nothing's happening, although, and if you're in prayer, so here's the thing, when you fast, it's not a hunger strike. It's not like, Come on, God, I'm not eating. It's your turn. Fasting is not about changing God. Fasting is about changing me. Clearing the clutter of my mind, denying my, my flesh, denying the, you know, you know it all went wrong over food when Eve ate an apple or a piece of fruit? That's where it all went south. Because someone and Adam and Eve together couldn't control their flesh. That's where sin got in, and it all went wrong at that moment. Esau lost his spiritual birthright over food. Food is, it sort of wants to dominate us. Our, our flesh, our, the not, that, that God's created in us, it wants to dominate us. So to actually go for a moment, all right, king's stomach, 
you've had a pretty good run. If you haven't met King Stomach, just say hi. Not to mine, to yours. That would be weird. If you haven't met King Stomach, very powerful. He'll be screaming. Don't. You're going to hurt me. This will be so bad. It'll say, you can't even exercise for a few days or this or that. Like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to be led by my flesh. I'm going to be led by my spirit. Because I'm going to be determined to put myself in a place that's empowering the promises of God to break through spiritual opposition. I'm going to be in prayer. And I'm not just going to fast because fasting on its own needs prayer added to it. It creates the moment of declaring in prayer spiritual things. And you'll find in that moment, Teresa was sharing with us earlier uh, in her 10 days fast that finishes today, um, how God gave you a strategy that you needed for something that's been blocked with an investment for a couple of years. Is that right? For a couple of years. And just at one moment in an early morning prayer meeting, she was here with the kingdom entrepreneurs. The Holy Spirit gave her a strategy. Fasting and prayer opens us to hear God more clearly. That strategy she went and saw the solicitor that morning saved you $14,000. And something that had been blocked just suddenly got unlocked. That's how the Holy Spirit works. Something that's been blocked gets unlocked with fasting and prayer. I can almost wrap that too. No, I won't. I won't. So I want to help us today. I want to help you right now. Go, all right, God. I need to step into that zone. I need to stir myself up. I need to, I need to be aware of the spiritual opposition that's happening over my life. So often we go, oh, there's a natural reason for all of these problems. But more often than not, there's something going on. If, you, if you're living by God's principles and you can't seem to break through, then there's a spiritual problem. If you're living God's way according to His principles, and it's not working, then there's probably a spiritual issue that needs to be shifted. And some issues only get shifted through prayer and fasting. So I want us to close our eyes right now. (laughs) Holy Spirit, I'm asking right now, right through this room, that you would speak to us. That you would guide us and lead us as we prepare our hearts tomorrow to kick off in prayer and to kick off in fasting. I'm asking that you would, you would prompt us what we can do right now, right through this room. Father, I know that there are miracles on the other side of this prayer and fasting. I know that you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you, who put you as priority. So come and speak to us right now, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us right, right now. Right now, right now, right now. How many people are you like, yep, okay, I know what I'm going to do in terms of the fast. I know what I'm committing to. Give us a wave if you're like, yep, I'm in. I'm doing something. God's spoken to you about it. Fantastic. So many people. It's amazing. It'll release breakthroughs for us and it'll release breakthroughs for you. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. Let's stand to our feet together. I want us to sing this new song together. I know breakthrough is coming. I want us to just right now, just stir up on the inside. Maybe you've had a disappointment over an area that you've been believing God for before. And sometimes if we let disappointment sit sit on us, we can sit down on the inside spiritually. And we can observe everybody else with a level of either disappointment or cynicism. 
maybe today is the day for you to switch on faith and to step up on the inside and say, this is for me. I'm, I'm washing off the disappointment of the past. I'm releasing it right now. And I'm coming into the new day that God's got for us together. Let's sing this song, I know. Come on, let's engage our heart right now. Just lift your hands to heaven to see whatever it is you're believing for beginning to come to pass. Activate your faith. Shift the spiritual atmosphere over your life, over your home, over your mind. Let's believe God together. Come on, let's sing this. I know. Great Stop! 